The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Buedinamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Buedinamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter number 26. We'll read from the verse number 1. I read to your hearing from the thundering diction of the King James Bible from the verse number 1 and it reads... And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you. When God commands you to go somewhere, or God commands you to do something, or God, when God sends you to a place, his presence never departs from you. That's what it means. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you. And will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I'll give all these countries, and I'll perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. And I'll make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. And Isaac dwelt in Gerah. The men of the place asked of his wife, and he said, she is my sister. For he feared to say, she is my wife. Lest said he, the men of the place should kill me for Rebekah, because she was fair to look upon. And it came to pass when he had been there a long time, we'll get to appointed time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife, and Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold of a surety, she is your wife. And how sayest thou, she is my sister? And Isaac said unto him, Because I said, Lest I die for her. How far are you willing to go for love? And Abimelech said, What is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might lightly have lain with thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sowed in that land, received in that same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the Lord blessed him. That means that when God decides to bless, he blesses. It takes God to bless a man. And the man was great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and a great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence, pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug, gained the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the headmen of Gerah did strive with Isaac's headmen, saying, This water is ours. And he called the name of the well Isaac, because they strove with him. And they dug another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and dug another well, and for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now, 
The Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Bathsheba, and the Lord appeared unto him that same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, and I will bless thee, and I will multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. We'll get to those portions of scripture. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray that you give us a word that works, O God. To the end, we will give you praise. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we have prayed. Amen. The Bible says, and God blessed him and multiplied his seed because of Abraham, his father. We'll get to those portions of scripture for you to understand that normally a blessing from God always has a reference point. Who is the reference for your blessing? It's always important. God will have to look at a figure, God will have to connect or check with something, either an act or a person to bless an individual. There should always be a reference point. God said, you have not done anything for me, but there is somebody that I made a covenant with called Abraham, and because of him, I'm going to bless you. Sometimes God will have to check for an act, an action, or a person to bless anybody that he wants to bless. We started this journey and we said that there are three things that everybody ought to understand for your life and destiny patterns and programs to come together. There are three major things that should fall in place. When God wants to bless a man, he gives him ideas and good people. You need good people to fulfill destiny. You need ideas, no doubt about that, but you also need good people. But we said there are three things that should always come together. And the first thing is that you need to operate from your appointed place. And in operating from your appointed place, you need to discover where is your appointed place. You need discovery. You need to discover where is your appointed place. And when you find out where your appointed place is, you need to dwell there. There are people who know that this is the work or the line of work that God wants them to do. But when they find themselves there and there is turbulence, they move. Or when the stocks is not favorable, when the signals on the market is not favorable, they start shifting their investments. Because... They fail to appreciate that when God appoints you to be in a certain place or in a particular place, it's not going to come easy. It's, it's, go, it's always going to come with a fight. The reason why a lot of people change jobs and shift um, places is because not many people have tendency or the tenacity to fight. Most people don't fight. What is yours will not be given to you on a silver platter. When God gives you a goal, a dream, an idea, a blessing, you need to fight for it. Dwell in your appointed place. It means that when God puts you in a place and people want to push you out of that place, you need to stay your ground. You need to dwell. You need to stay there. No matter how hard they push you, you need to stay there. If God has told you that all that I want you to do is to be in the transport business, no matter how people tell you that ah, the drivers are not faithful, they are not loyal and all that, it doesn't mean that you follow them and be um, a cocoa farmer. You need to dwell there. That is where God has placed you, and you need to dwell there. We told you that after dwelling in your appointed place, you need to dig in your appointed place. You need to work in your appointed place. You don't just quit. You need to work and keep working, keep digging. Even if you dig and they take what you were able to work for from you, you need to keep digging because, you see, until the devil knows that you are not ready to quit, he will not quit on you. Can I rewind and press play? Until the devil knows you are not ready to quit, he will not quit on you. The more he punches you, the more you get up and tell him, do your worst. The 1936 version of the Count of Monte Cristo. When Albert, the son of the Count Mondego, was kidnapped by the Count Monte Cristo, caused people to hijack Albert. 
when they told him that we want your ring, we want to cut off your finger and send it to your father as a ransom to tell your father that you are still alive, but he should pay us for us. To... That young man looked at them and said, do your worst. You see, life will always put you in a place that you should be able to look in the face of adversity and tell adversity, do your worst. Because you see, until you have that kind of conviction, the devil will never allow you to go. The devil is always, you see, that's why the Bible says that he will roar like a lion. He's not a lion, but he will roar like a lion. And so the lion in you should roar against the fake lion to let the fake lion know that I know my place. And I'm not ready to quit. I'm not ready to give up. So after discovering your appointed place, you need to dwell in your appointed place. After dwelling in your appointed place, you need to dig in your appointed place. Now, after clearing the place part, we came to appointed people. And that's where we want to stay today. Life itself generally will throw at you three kinds of people. People who make things happen. You remember that one? People who make things happen. And I really pray that you'll be that kind of person who will make things happen, not wait for things to happen to you, but you will rather make things happen. Life will throw at you, throw on you, throw around you, people who will make things happen. And I pray that you'll be one of the people that God will throw into my life who will make things happen. Life will throw around you people who make things happen. The next category of people are the people who watch things happen. They, they watch things and they are observant. They watch things as things begin to happen. And there is another group of persons who also wonder how things happen and why they happen. They are the wanderers. They are people who, oh wow. Those people can sleep until you wake them up because you see, they don't even have it in them to make things happen. All that they, oh wow. Somebody was able to do this. Life will throw at you these kinds of people. When they throw them at you, in these people, you still find three kinds of people. In these people, you still find three kinds of people. In this group, you find your confidants, the people who are for you. The people who, when you are down or up, they will stick with you. The people who, when you are even ugly or beautiful, they will stick to you. When, when you get burned through, say, a gas explosion, they will still be with you. They will still say, I, I love you to death. There are other people, too, who are your constituents. There are people who are not for you, but they are for what you are for. For them, um, they believe that you are going where they are going. And so, as long as you are going where they are going, they will stick with you. If you are going to Kumase and you are giving them a free ride, they will go with you. But along the journey, if your car breaks down, they will jump into another car and go and tell you, we shall meet in Kumase. Let's meet at the Omuto joint in Kumase. Because you see, they are not really for you. They are just for what you are for. They are going where you are going. And a classic example between if you want to find the differentiator between a confidant and a constituent, let me use the same scenario as a car going to Kumasi. In the same scenario, if a car going to Kumasi has two people in the car, three people, the driver, that is yourself, and two other people, that is a confidant and a constituent in that same car, whilst you are going to Kumasi or whilst you are going to Aflau or whilst you are going to Takwade, when the car breaks down in the middle of the road, um, the constituent will jump to an, onto another car and go to Kumasi or Aflau or Takwade. But the confidant will stay with you until you get even a mechanic to fix your car for you. He'll tell you, no, I, I can't allow you to go. Where you die, I will die. Where you, where you are buried, I'll be buried. If armed robbers are coming to attack you, they have to come through me. That's a confidant. Somebody will say that, hide behind me and let me fight for you. 
A confidant is for what you are for. They believe in you. They believe in your ideals. They believe in your destiny. They believe in what God has called you for. They believe in everything that you represent. They, they will go to every extent to ensure that what you represent do come to pass. They will not just leave you and say that you're on your own like the constituent will do. We came to the last part that we said they are called the comrades. The comrades are not for what you are for. They are not for you. They are not for what you are for, but they are against what you are against. Now, that is what a comrade is. A comrade is not for you, but he is against what you're against. Now, when these three people also come into your life and you are able to um, identify these three categories of people, you should also be able to tell um, um, the kind of person. Because, you see, whether the person is a comrade, whether the person is a constituent, whether the person is a confidant, all of them are still relevant to your destiny fulfillment. All of them. All of them. Sometimes you don't need somebody to be with you, but you just need somebody to fight against what you are fighting against. Sometimes you just need company to go to where you are going. And sometimes you need somebody to be for you. And so when these three people come your way, they come into your life, there is still another kind of screening that you need to do. And that is where I want us to stay today. That is finding out who that person really is in your life and how far you are supposed to go with that person who has been introduced into your life. Now, there are people that when you see them, you see yourselves. How many of you have seen those people in your lives before? You see somebody and you just see yourself. This is me in another shell. Yes, this is me. Have you noticed that there are people like that? We call them the mirror images of the self. There are people who are not necessarily you, but you see you in them. You see your present, you see how you think, you think that, oh, this person thinks like me, he does his things like me, he, he does everything like I would do mine. We just click, that's what you say, we click, 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 we click. Oh, we click, oh, with this, oh no, we click is my crony, we click. And so there are people that when you meet, you know that you just click. They are your mirrored images. There is another group of person, when they come into your life, you are just supposed to see your future through them. I'm using the mirrors, the glasses, the crystals to explain this thing to you. Just as the fortune tellers who look through the crystal ball and tell somebody their future. There are people that when they get into your life, you can see your future through them. You can tell that this is where I am going. Where this man is, where this woman is, that is where I'm going. So you see your future through them. So they are like the crystal balls to your life. Do you have people like that in your life? People that you see your future. You see them and you know that this is where you are going. How many of you are like that? Not because the person has built a beautiful house. Or the person is driving a beautiful car. So you say that, ah, that's where I'm going. He's my mentor. These days, the, the motivation for choosing mentors and, and role models are, are very weird. You have to have some swag to be chosen as a mentor. But you should be able to see your future, your good self, in a glorious future through another person. But all these people who come into your life, whether the person is a mirrored image of yourself or the person that you see your future through, they can be still categorized into another segment that I want to deal with. That is called destiny helpers. Today, that's what I want to talk to you about. Who is your destiny helper? Amen. If you read the account that we just read, the Bible says that an Isaac heads men dug the wells. So although the wells 
are attributed to Isaac, or the glory of the wells are given to Isaac. There were men who dug the wells for him. And so sometimes you need a comrade to come and dig your wells for you. Might not necessarily be somebody who is for you, but he just has to come. That's why I had to take my time to explain all those kinds of people to you. You don't need people who are always for you to be in your camp at all times. Isaac Hetzman dug the wells for him. They, they dug the wells for him. He was not the person who dug the wells himself. There were people who dug the wells for him. They were digging while the man probably was enjoying tea. The men were digging. He was there probably sleeping, taking a nap, and they were digging. At every point in your life, God will bring men and women into your life who will be able to tell you that, relax, let's take care of this. Now, if you don't have such people in your life, there is a likelihood that all your energies will be dissipated over time. You can't do a lot of things. There are so many things that you can do. The reason is because with you alone, you cannot win every battle. You need men to fight your battles for you. You need people to do that. How do you identify which person is coming to fight for me or fight against me? How do you determine that? People who are here to fight for you, the destiny helpers. It is not everybody who is coming around your life who is coming against you. Have that in your mind. A lot of people are too protective and they are too, they are too um, shielding such that they don't even allow people to get into their space. And they think that everybody coming is coming because they have ulterior motives. Not everybody is coming with an ulterior motive. There are some people that God is pushing them, sending them your way so that they come and fight battles for you. They come and dig wells for you. They come and do things for you. In Isaac's scenario, Isaac was not the man who dug his wells. There were men who did the digging. And I pray that as you journey through the pages of life, God will bring men and women who will dig your wells for you. God will bring men and women who will volunteer. Men and women who will tell you that where you sleep will sleep, where you die will die. Men and women who will be able to come into your life and say that we want to dig the wells for you. Irrespective of how, uh, how little the recognition will be, we are ready to sacrifice and, and dig for you. You need those people at every point in your life. Men and women that will come and tell you that we believe in you and we believe in the mandate that God has placed upon your life. And no matter how difficult or hard it is, we are ready to go the long haul with you. That is what you need. They are called destiny helpers. And everybody that God has used or God has blessed throughout history had men to support them. Everybody. Moses will have people that will support him. The Bible says that and the people of Israel were at war. And when they were at war, God had given Moses an instruction. Don't go to the battlefield, just lift up your hands. And as long as the hands of Moses were lifted, the people of Israel were being given the victory. But whenever his hands came down, the Bible says that they were losing the battle until two men came and said, the victory is going to be attributed to you, but we want to hold your hands up high so that whilst your hands are up, we can have the victory and your victory can be our victory. May God bring people around you who will know that your victory is their victory. Listen to me, people. You know when God is blessing a child of God, when God is blessing a citizen of his kingdom, that kingdom triumph is not just for the person, it's for everybody. May God bring around your life people who will hold your hands up high that when you are winning battles and being given victories, they will know that they are partakers of the victories and the, the conquest that God is bringing to you. That's what you need. Men that will hold your hands up just as Moses. Two people they said, we will hold your hands up. We want to help you to fulfill destiny. Men that will tell you that we will sacrifice our lives for you. Put your, the weight of your hands in ours. Let's hold your hands up. We don't want you to be tired. Put that weight in us. That weight, put it on us. And that's the same thing I'm praying for somebody today. That God will introduce into your life people who will come and tell you, put your weight 
A young man that I know who, who after school was perplexed, he was distraught, he was, he was depressed, there was nothing going on for him. And he was, he was sitting somewhere and just thinking about his life and what to do with his life. A man walked up to him and asked him, what will you do when you have one million dollars? And he said, um, I, I've never thought about it because I, I don't know what I will do with one million dollars. Why should I even bother myself thinking about what I will do with one million dollars? He said, no, don't, don't worry about that. But what will you do when you have one million dollars? He said, I don't know what I will do when I have one million dollars but I know that when I have one million dollars my life will change forever the man just picked up a checkbook and just took a leaf out of it wrote one million dollars and gave it to that, this young man the young man had no affiliations with this man the young man had no business with this man the young man was not a relative of this man but this man was able to write a million dollar check and give to this young man and when the young man had gone back to this man to say thank you the man said you don't know what was standing on me pushing me to give you this check if you had known what was pushing me you wouldn't have even come to me to say thank you you would have gone to the person who was pushing me to say thank you may God send men who will come around your life who will be able to say you don't know what has been pushing me to do what I am doing for your life because you see when God wants to bless a man he brings around him people who will push them to destiny fulfillment can I pray for somebody real quick may God the author and the finisher of your faith bring around your life men that will support you men that will believe in you Men that will say that where you die will die, where you are buried will be buried also. It took a woman called Ruth to walk with a woman called Naomi before Boaz could be realized. May God introduce somebody into your life who will bring a Boaz to you. Somebody who will have it all but still will be lacking a person of your caliber. May God bring you to a place where your destiny helpers will be released in your life. God wanted somebody to come into this life called Emmanuel, called Jesus but for Jesus to come into this world and Mary was required it wasn't that Jesus couldn't have come into this world but there was still a Mary that was requisite to his kingdom advancement may God bring you a Mary your way may God introduce a Mary into your life somebody who will carry something that you need somebody who will carry the womb that will birth the greatness that God has placed on the inside of you I feel like preaching to somebody this morning you have been waiting for somebody to come your way you have been praying and believing God but may God introduce into your life a destiny helper may God look for somebody who will come into your life as a destiny helper you might not know the person from Adam you might not have any affiliation with the person the person might not be from your tribe the person might not be from your race the person might not be in your creed I know people who are Christians that even Muslims gave them money to work with May God bring you to a place where you will be visible to everybody that needs to connect with you. Can I pray for you real quick? May God place you in a realm where your destiny will shine for men to know that you are the chosen or the elect of God. For those that he predestined, them he called. And them he called, he justified. And them he justified, he glorified. May the glorification, the glorifying power of God fall upon your life as never been before. There are some of you who just needs a contact, a connection. Somebody who just needs an introduction. There is somebody who is waiting for a billionaire to come your way. Somebody also has that billions. He doesn't know who to commit it to. I just came to tell you there was a man called the king of Egypt. His name was a pharaoh that you can tell. But he was pharaoh. He was a pharaoh. That is the title that was given to him. Pharaoh had wealth but did not have a manager. Pharaoh had resources but did not have 
somebody to commit it to until a man came called uh, Joseph. But you know, before Joseph came to Pharaoh, there was an introduction. There was a butler that introduced Joseph to a Pharaoh. You need an introduction by somebody. May God cause men to introduce you. Uh, can, I, can I pray for you? Can, can, can I pray for you? You see, when God pushes you in a tight space, some of you are in your tight spaces. You are in your tight corners. You don't even know where to turn to. You don't know how to navigate your life through. The, things are tough. Things are hard. Things are not going the way you expect them to go. And everything appears to be lopsided, downsized. Everything appears to be going down the hill. And you are thinking, how can this thing be? You know, when God will send you to a prison as a Joseph, it's because there is somebody who has been sent ahead of you called a butler. And sometimes God sends you to a prison to meet a butler. Maybe where you are is just because God wants you to meet your butler. May God cause you to be introduced to a butler. Somebody that is going to lift you above where you used to be. You see, when Joseph was in the house of Potiphar, he thought that he was all and all. He thought that he was there. He was the premier servant in the land. He thought that he was somebody that Potiphar was able to trust. But God did not want him to operate at that level. When God wants to elevate a man, sometimes mediocrity can hinder that man. And when God wants to take the lenses of mediocrity off, sometimes he pushes you to a tight place. And when he had pushed the man called Joseph to a tight place, Joseph knew that this house called Potiphar's house was the ultimate place that he could have been. God said, I have a place bigger. I can supply all your needs according to my riches in glory. He said, this is enough for me. God said, eyes have not seen or ears said, neither has it ever entered into the heart of a man. The things that God has prepared or destined for those that love him. How can this thing be? God was thinking, God was thinking, the angelic host thinking, the 24 elders thinking, the four living creatures thinking, everybody thinking. And God knew that for him to get to a Pharaoh, there is no way Potiphar would do that. Potiphar doesn't even have the ears of Pharaoh to be able to tell Pharaoh who we should listen to. But, 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 there was a butler. The butler had not done anything wrong. The butler had not sinned against Pharaoh. The butler had not done anything wrong, but the butler was sent. Yeah, the butler was also sent to prison. Why? Because God wanted to bring a divine connection. May you find a divine connection. Oh, May you find a divine connection from the throne room of God. May God connect you divinely that you can connect with the right people. There was a butler who had not sinned against a pharaoh. But because of a divine contact, he was also sent to prison. Maybe somebody is going to be in a hard place just because he is supposed to meet you. Somebody, uh, you have no idea, you will get a place that somebody's car, a very beautiful car. No problem, no problem with the car, but the car will break down in the middle of the road that you are the only person there. And when you get there, the person will be thinking, ah, I don't know what happened to my car. I was just going uh, shopping and I saw this thing happening to me. Uh, you fix the car for that person. And immediately the person says, that, can you come to my office on Monday? And you go there and you say, oh, but, but how could this be? Why? Because you see, God will break down a car to establish a contact. You have no idea. Let me preach this thing to you for you to understand what is called divine connections. Sometimes God will make somebody sick only when you are there so that you can lay hands and say in the name of Jesus, by his stripes we are healed. And he begins to think when did you become a bishop? And you are just wondering, I am not a bishop but he that believes in God out of his belly shall flow rivers of the living waters. I carry an anointing from the throne room of God. Can I preach to you? Like I've been 
sometimes God will just cause things to happen so that you can meet a destiny helper. I see millionaires rising, but there will be a help. You see, you cannot be a millionaire without somebody helping you. Destiny. And the headsmen of Isaac were digging the wells. Whilst the man was going to take credit, it was his well, but there were men doing the digging. Sometimes God will give you ideas, but men will labor for the idea. May God bring you men who can labor, who will dig your wells, who will labor. Men who will take it upon themselves that man, just sit down and relax. Just chill. We, we are in charge. I just came to announce to a few of you who have been waiting, praying, believing, trusting that God is bringing to you destiny help us destiny your destiny will always require help when God had brought Adam into the world and knew that Adam was supposed to fulfill destiny Adam couldn't do it by himself and so God said it is not good for this man to dwell alone and therefore I will create for him a help that is meet for his assignment and God brought help unto Adam somebody that is supposed to help him fulfill destiny it means that even God in his grand design knows that for a man to achieve destiny there should be a help that is meet for that destiny may you decide discover people that are supposed to be there for you well they might be a comrade you might say they are not for you they are not for what you are for but as long as they will fight against what I'm fighting against let them come on board I don't really mind whether you are a comrade listen to me whether you are a comrade in this church whether you are a constituent in this church whether you are a confidant in this church that is not a problem as long as you are fighting against what we are fighting against as long as you are going where we are going may God bring you close 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 I see destiny helpers all over the place they will locate you may you find your destiny may nations open up to you may regions open up to you may presidents open their doors to you may ministers open their doors to you may governors open their doors to you may you find destiny Find destiny. Help us. Sometimes even your marriage is connected to somebody else. You have no idea. In the story of Ruth and Naomi, Ruth did not know Boaz. It was Naomi who did. Ruth, there was no way Ruth could have met Boaz. But Naomi had a clue. Even if you call yourself somebody God has called or anointed, you need an Eli to tell you. When you hear that voice, say, speak, for your servant heareth. You need destiny help. You need somebody who can help you to tell you that where you are treading is dangerous. You need somebody. You don't need everybody. You need somebody who will be able to tell you, I know where you ought to be. And I'm ready to push you there. I mean, those of us who went to schools that we used to do mental and dictation. And my class three teacher happens to work with now. He's an old man. Whenever he comes to class, 
although I'm not the one sitting in front, he will start his dictation and mentor with me. And after knowing that the multiplication table, it used to end at 12. So 2, 3, 4, 5, 12. After the man knew at class 3 that I could recite it all, when he comes, because he wants to beat me, he will start 17 times. <laughs> so now, he was always finding a way. 17, 1, 17, 2, 17, 3. Everybody in the class will be doing the other ones, the regular ones. Yamisha, get up 19 times. <laughs> Even at class 3, this man will be doing... The... People wonder why when I'm preaching, I don't look through notes. If you know how they subjected me to memorizing, you'll be amazed. They will beat you up. You'll miss one. Fumble. Stretch your hands for the road. Then he started, that is mental. The multiplication, we call it mental. Then dictation. Words that I don't even know is root. For this, I don't know. But I was a young man, so I won't say that we were chasing the same girl. That I'll say because of that, that is why he was doing that. This man will bring even botanical names that I should spell only to beat me up. Now, with hindsight, vision 2020, with hindsight, I'm able to appreciate him even more than all the teachers. Not because he was for me, but the man probably, at that time, he was the worst teacher. If you told me to rate teachers, I will, if there was something in the negatives, I'll give it to him. But maybe that man knew that there was something that I could do. That he thought I was too comfortable with what I was doing. And so I ended up reading everything, including things I shouldn't read. Just to find out, because I don't know the next word he's coming to ask. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. So I will be going to school on Monday very depressed. Because I don't even know what I was going to meet on Monday morning. But with hindsight, now I can appreciate him. Sometimes... God will bring people who appear to be taskmasters or people who are punishing you. But they might be destiny helpers. They might not pamper you. They might not sing any lullaby to you. But they might be helping you. My prayer is very simple. That even as you journey through the pages of life, May God bring to you men and women who will be devoted to your cause and will want to help you out. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi-Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word. First service, 7 to 9 a.m. Second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m. And our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. To engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570. Or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.